Well, while the world is ending, Josh, do you want to share the world what your birthday wish is for this episode? Ooh, I wish for a rating that uh, exceeds all expectations, which is my expectations, your expectations, and the viewers' expectations. I wish for at least seven uh, uh, newly recorded tracks uh-huh. for bits that we make up in the app. Okay, I'll keep a little tally. Yeah. And um, I don't know, uh, maybe some emails from fans coming in right in the middle of the app. <laughs> we can we can definitely make all of that happen. Hey everybody, welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our, who are we? Ah! I'm glad you asked. Well, my name is Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-host. Oh boy, I'm Josh. <laughs> oh boy! We're best friends. We've been best friends since high school and beyond, beyond the grave, beyond the ether, beyond the abyss. We come together once a week, we watch a movie from our childhood-ish, and then we give it a rating of either be kind and rewind or eject and reject, denoting whether it's worth your time or whether it's simply a wreck. Happy birthday, Josh! Happy birthday, my 5D friend. <laughs> Your 5D friend? What is that? Yeah, because you said all the dimensions that we get to be friends in with ethereal and after death and all that stuff. That's true. Yeah, we are friends throughout time. But I don't know why I said happy birthday, too. I guess I just said it to myself. (laughs) You know what? In in these days, uh, for for anybody listening, we're in the thick of, probably we'll still be in the thick of coronavirus stuff. You got to take the successes where you can, right? You gotta just take the fact that you, you're you just in a room, recording a podcast, wearing a jumpsuit, white sneakers, and a wig. Are you still wearing that jumpsuit? Yep. All right, so Josh, what did we watch this week? Oh, boy, we watched... Uh... We watched Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon? What in the world? Lethal Weapon from... Oh, God, I didn't look this up before. 1983 on. or 1984? It's got to be one of those no, two. No, it's later. Shot in the dark. It's later. Shot in the dark. And you're too blame. You gave Lethal Weapon 1987. Joking. Lethal Weapon from 1987 is an American buddy cop action comedy thriller gasm directed by Richard Donner, produced by Joel Silver, and written by Shane Black, starring none other than racist-ass Melly Gibsons and Danny Glover. We got that out of the way really quick. (laughs) (laughs) I just always defer to calling him racist-ass Melly Gibson's uh, credit, of course, to uh, Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. Uh, yes, but can we call him racist ass Melly Gibsies? Ooh, yes, that is that is more branding. All right, racist ass Melly Gibsies, um, with the surprisingly non-racist Danny Glover. You know that he's like an activist and he's like been to jail for social activism before. Yeah, yeah, he's a. I didn't know that. I thought he would have been tired of this shit by now. (laughs) I mean, getting too old for this shit. Damn it, I botched that joke. No, it still worked. It still worked. Um, but yeah, we've, we've also got the, um, what's the word? I was going to say infamous, but I don't know if that's correct for Gary Busey. (laughs) 
he is pretty infamous. And this was also before he... This was like the year before, yeah. He was in a motorcycle accident. Motorcycle accident, and it kind of like... I don't want to say just like it messed him up, but something happened, right? Yeah, he he suffered severe like brain damage, basically. So... Yeah. Yeah, for... Yeah, so Gary Busey is also in this movie. Um, Mr. Joshua. <laughs> Mr. Yes, exactly. Just like you, he's tough as nails. My, my boss does that to me. Like when I when I would go, well, my former boss now, quarantine layoffs. Oh. Uh, when I would go. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting real, folks. We We're getting, in the middle yeah. of a pandemic. We're raw. Uh, We're in the middle of a pandemic. To tapes, tapes, tapes at 88babies.com. <laughs> That's not the email, but uh, just donate to them. Maybe they'll send it to us. But anyway, he would when I walk it when I would walk in to have like a meeting with you. He would go, Mister Joshua, Mister Joshua. Oh really? That's you're gonna great. put a lighter under your arm. And I for a while I didn't remember this movie until we watched it. So it's like, yeah, I kind of went along with it because I didn't want to like <laughs> shit on his parade. Yeah, for, right. Like, bringing a reference i'm like yeah mr joshua and then i watched this and i went oh that is really funny i get it i get it um all right but well speaking of speaking of mr joshua do you have a synopsis for 1987's lethal weapon Martin Riggs is an L.A. cop with suicidal tendencies. Low battery. Your battery is at 20% remaining. Fuck, go away. Uh, with suicidal tendencies. And Roger Marta... Murtaugh. 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 I knew that. Roger Murtaugh is the unlucky police officer with whom Riggs is assigned. Together, they uncover a deep... Nope, a huge drug smuggling operation as their success rate grows, so does their friendship. <laughs> that's that's a little Eric a Clapton saxophone. moment there. Did you did you see that he's the one who did the the soundtrack for this? Nope, but not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Let's cue up that Eric Clapton music. Wait a minute. I don't know that we can Wait, do that. Uh, you mean... <laughs> well, you did it already, so... Oh, shit. Here we are. We just... It, it's a... It's... We really appreciated that song where it was just a guy named Eric clapping, rhythmically. <laughs> Eric Clapton. Um, so this movie, Lethal Weapon, it was an Evan pick this week. We are now... Mm-hmm. We have we have moved beyond the, um, the shelf, the, the Evan Crockett household... DVD shelf collection. Now we've wow. moved into officially the Evan the Crockett household DVD drawer. This is a milestone. Let's get that milestone music. Mm, man, that was good. Mm. God, that was wow. Even... That, be, that makes me feel good. Wow. That was like. And I'm not exaggerating. That was probably the greatest music I've ever heard. Like just yeah. ever. That I was... mean, I'm I'm crying a lot right now. Yeah, you you just take a backseat. I'll I'll tell a little bit about my backstory with the with the yeah, movie so that you can there. deal with your emotions. Um, but yeah, this this was an Evan. This was a Crockett uh, standby. Like my family, we would watch all four of these movies. It, it was. 
it was a significant part of of my childhood um which is really weird <laughs> given the tone and everything of this movie but for whatever reason um i just remember watching the crap out of these obviously they came out before i was born um but i i distinctly remember watching them after we moved to california so that was when i was a preteen and i guess into being a, a young teenager um and yeah, I just, I loved it. I, I remembered, uh, you know, all this stuff. I'm too old for this shit. I remembered all that stuff from from this movie. Um, are you familiar with it? Like, had you seen it? I'm actually really surprised that you chose this movie. Uh, because this is, this would have, I would have picked this movie, I would have thought, before you. Oh, really? Because, uh, th- well, this is like, this is equal to you, a family movie. Uh, all oh my four. gosh. Wow. All four like, of them. Yeah. Uh, all, all four of them. And actually, uh, I would say the first one is probably the least watched or was the least watched yeah. of all four of them. Like, it's, I don't know about you. I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I, I like that this is a movie that you grew up with only because <laughs> we kind of like never share the same action genre. Yeah, like, this is an interesting picks. crossover. Yeah. which And also just, I think about like your mom or your dad with this movie and I'm like, Probably not a first pick, but you know, I'll take it. Where like you just think about like my dad in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, this this it's has like, gotta be like the place where your family and the Crockett family like this has to be the exact overlap. This is this is the yeah, wow, this is the crossover episode. This is Let's like the Hatfield Crockett and, No No fuck no, no that was my uh, the, I'm, not that make, I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make a third okay, piece of okay, music fine, for this fine. episode. There were seven <laughs> We were only at two. No, the, you Fine. didn't say you know seven themes. Oh, spend... you meant themes like theme songs? Yeah. No. Original score theme songs. Okay, no. just, then just do five individual sounds right now and put them together. Okay. Okay, great. The, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, I'm putting a lot of work on our editing team. Yeah, our well-paid editing. Team. Thank you, extremely well-paid editing team. Definitely not uh, not a hardship right right now these days. They're not taking a hit in this tra- tragic time. <laughs> um, so well that that is very interesting to me. I'm I'm surprised by that, but I'm I'm joyously surprised. Um, yeah. So do you guys still watch it? Because for me, even though this was like a very regular movie to watch, I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it probably in like hmm, at least 10 years, maybe like maybe 15 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm probably in that same boat, especially, you know, I'm trying to think of any of the lethal weapons and I don't think I've seen any of them since maybe even before high school. Oh uh, yeah, see I that. Really see, I feel like that's where I'm at too. Like, I don't even know that I've seen it since I was in high school. Because I think then was it the th- was it which one was it where they had like the 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 robot ninja? Was no, it the fourth one. No, that's not this. Yeah, that's not a lethal. There was weapon like a movie. robot ninja and lethal weapon. No, Wasn't no, it? that's RoboCop, buddy. No, I know fucking RoboCop. <laughs> there's like a there's like a, a cyborg he's like no so he's, he's like inhuman no we're gonna have yes. to okay we are gonna have to do the thing i've threatened to do this before but i feel like we might have to just do like the next three episodes be lethal weapon two lethal weapon three and lethal weapon four. Oh my god really i Maybe mean we should because it's 
because we both grew up with them. Are we just deciding this right now? <laughs> well, let's not just. I mean, I'm down no, if you're down. Yes. Quarantine. Uh, okay, let's do it. Yes, Quarantine. let's do it. <laughs> Oh my god! I disagree. Yay! Okay, lethal. <laughs> well, it's good because then we know what we know what's coming up. <laughs> I'm just looking for this robot ninja. I don't think you're. I, I don't think, think you're there. right. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Um, Where's Josh's lethal weapon robot ninja? <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing. Nothing else really to to say about this movie. This was my first. This was really my first time tracking. Um, racist has Melly Gibsies and Danny Glover. Like I, I didn't know uh, Melly Gibsies from the Mad Max movies. Um, I didn't know mm. Danny Glover from the co- from the Color Purple. Um, th- this was like kind of my introduction to them. Were you were you a Mad uh, Max kid? Yes. Uh, yeah, that makes huge sense. Mad Max kid. I we we were really into all the Mel Gibson picks in the family, which was really just this Mad Max. Try to think what else there. I feel like there were other ones. What oh, a woman Patriots. wants. <laughs> oh yeah, the Patriot. What women want. Yeah, what women yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, I think this was actually the mo- the least celebrated of all of them, at least in my family, and definitely not the hmm. first one. Like we really, our family was all about Danny, uh, not Danny DeVito, Joe Pesci. Yes. Yeah. In these in this franchise, so that's which three he and really four. he really needs to he really needs to be. I feel like he needs to be in these movies to like balance things out because we'll get into it. We'll get into it later, but yeah, uh, I think having him really adds the the right equilibrium of everything for these movies. Yeah, no, I I, I think I agree with you, but we'll find out maybe why after <gasps> this short break. I'm always so surprised. There's a break. Tapes, 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 fans. We have exciting news to share. Evan is doing a guest spot on episode 213, that's episode 213 of the PJC cast. The PJC cast explores hypothetical situations and would you rather questions. It's super fun. You can find them on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Play. Well, you can actually find them any place that you would find tapes, tapes, tapes. Don't forget, our boys Evan and Josh love to get fan mail. You can send them an email at 88tapesbaby at gmail.com. Hope you're staying healthy during this tough time. We appreciate you listening, and we're happy to be injecting some fun distraction into this surreal hellscape. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. (laughs) Hey. Um... So yeah, we so I we watched this movie. Morgan and I watched it. She was not familiar with it. Um, she had never seen it before. Uh, mm. She had heard of it, but because the Rotten Tomato score was high enough, it passed the Morgan Green rubric of excellence. So <sighs> wow, I was kind of worried about that. So I'm I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, I think it's got like done. an 87 percent or something. It's it's relatively. Um, That's not surprising. It's relatively well, well reviewed. Yeah, 82 percent. Um, wow, and I would say just kind of just kind of diving in, um, I would say that that is deserved. I think that's pretty um, reflective of my experience with this movie. It's it's not the most amazing, but it is surprisingly well crafted. Um, they mm-hmm. they did a good job. I thought th- I thought that it was shot well. Um, I thought the pacing still works really well. Um, 
I thought the kind of like hard boiled nature with like a dark humorous edge um, works. And, and I, I really, li- I think with a lot of these buddy cop movies, they kind of live or die on the chemistry between the, the like yeah. the dudes. And, you know, even though he is racist ass Millie Gibsies, I think that for whatever reason, he must be a great actor because he like, I just loved him and Danny Glover's chemistry. Um, I thought they, they yeah, worked they both, well. They both know what to do in an action movie, and they got great chemistry. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed all, all the little beats. I really liked how kind of over the top the Gary Busey character was. Um, For what? I thought he was going to be in more of the movie. I remembered him being such a bigger role, and he really only shows up at the beginning and the end. Yeah, I mean, he does the... He has the scene where they're torturing Mel Gibson. I guess that is kind of the end That's of the movie. That's true. Yeah, it's kind of towards the end. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I so I, I found myself really enjoying it. Um, what, what did you think? It being kind of well, an equal uh, time I, since you had seen it. So I actually watched this one with uh, with Sienna. She oh, usually shit. doesn't watch these with me. Well, because our our timing is usually off on the weekends for being able to sit down and watch something. Yeah, and not anymore. Uh, but we, <laughs> we, we, yeah, not anymore. Welcome to the uh, club, Sienna. You're about one. to watch a lot of shitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. You're probably not listening to this, but uh, you're being included. Yeah. But she watched this, and she she kind of came into it blind. She doesn't know. Uh, the Lethal Weapon series at all. Mm-hmm. And I kind of introduced this as this is where like buddy cop, dr- buddy cop action movies kind of start yeah. in their like full fledged nature. Yeah. At least for movies. I know there were a lot of like TV shows before that. Sure. Uh, but she, I, I, she's, she enjoyed it. She's not so much for violence, but mm-hmm. she, really, she had a blast. And I kind of had a mixed experience. Okay. Tell me uh, about that. Well,. <laughs> Uh, well, first off, I can. I, this is a conversation. Really, yes. <laughs> You're laughing at me making it more of a conversation. No, no, no. I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, oh boy, this is a this is a can of worms. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. I wasn't laughing at you. Okay. No, no, I wasn't laughing at you. <laughs> this is a conversation. <laughs> oh, oh, talking over a phone and not being able to see our face. Oh, I love it. I love not seeing your face. So I don't get distracted and fall into the ab- the abyss. Yeah, no abyss for us. But there was, um, you know, there was a lot of appreciation that I had for this movie in just, and this happens a lot for the movies that we watch in this podcast of like, okay, this is where it started. Like I'm watching this sure. as let's throw it all on. You know, I, I kind of felt the same way, not the same way in terms of whether or not I liked it, but about Con Air in a way where it's like, let's do an action movie and just go to like balls to the walls, no limits, like yeah. as true to nature as possible, but really send it up. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a fantastic action movie. It's got great pacing and it's absolutely true that both of those, uh, both of those guys have great chemistry, mm-hmm. but I've... I had a hard time like actually getting into it and taking it seriously. Mm. The music was the big one for me. Really? I could not. <laughs> I could not. I started cracking up every time I heard that saxophone. <laughs> and we wa- we also watched this on VHS. We watched it on VHS on oh, a tiny little TV in my room. Actual I had tapes, it on, tapes, I had it on tape. tapes. So this was this this is actual tapes, tapes, tapes. But like every time that sax showed up, I was like. <laughs> 
He's like, it was, come on, Riggs, we got to get out of here. Jesus. There's Christ. like this, it's like a synth. For anybody who hasn't seen the movie, doesn't know what we're talking about, it's like an 80s synth chord that's like a minor chord that's playing, and then just like one lone saxophone. Solo sax. And then, and then interspersed so with that is dramatic. like slow Eric Clapton style, tons of reverb, electric guitar, like blues riffs. Yeah, like it's it's bizarre. <laughs> so many people have mocked this in like TV and movies since then, and yeah. they should. It's fucking ripe for it. You know, I had a hard time kind of believing all, all the actions that Mel Gibson would do in this movie. <laughs> oh, really? Like what? It was ridiculous. Well, like his first, like he shows up at a police station and he's like got a gun and he's being a complete asshole and everybody seems to be like, oh, fine. He's just a loose cannon yeah, type right. and we're totally going to forgive him for it. And he like his first like time out with uh, Riggs, he for the the suicide jumper, he goes up there, chain like handcuffs himself to the guy like, yeah. and then jumps off with him. I just was like, who's? Well, he's. Who's, I mean, he's suicidal. Who's paying the? Who's cutting these guys check? Like nobody would agree to have this person like in the line of service. I mean, he he was a completely ridiculous character. Like every he, like everything from maybe that's the, the way yeah. that he like he lives in a trailer by the beach and he has a dog and he wakes up naked and he drinks a beer and just everything about it is it is so over the top. But I really enjoyed it because I I mean like. I think this is going to be maybe just like a common theme throughout this whole podcast where whenever we have something like that where it like establishes like he is he is establishing an extreme stereotype that that yes. now everything is but it wasn't a stereotype at the time he just is establishing this character that now we all make fun of you can see like Kung Fury or you can see any kind of um you know like adult swim take on on the hard-boiled cop drama thing. And it's going to be I like think this. You, and the one that actually, I think the one that's actually changed forever my perception of Lethal Weapon, like even just watching them on their own, is uh, the episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they make Lethal Weapon 5. Oh, I've not have you seen, seen I've it? never seen that. <laughs> Evan, you have to watch it. <laughs> It's. Are you familiar with the show? Oh yeah, I love. I love them. It's. It's. It's Mac. It, it's Mac and Dennis. Uh, they put on their own. They. They make Lethal Weapon Five, and they. One of them plays. Uh, you know, Mel Gibson, and the other plays. Uh, Murtaugh. Uh, Dennis plays yeah. him. Murtaugh in blackface. And ooh. then they. He were like, ooh, we should. But it's like. But the whole thing is like, should I have done that? That was a really bad idea. And it's yeah, like sure. they're. <laughs> they're saying they're it's like they're not they're doing it like because it's like a terrible idea and then they switch roles halfway through the movie because oh, they're like you know what i'm gonna do this better I'm, i can do this better i might have seen this actually i've i think i haven't seen the whole thing but i've definitely seen parts of it you should watch it it is it's all right let me funny. let me give you the uh the josh response to that um oh yeah cool i'll, I'll check that out oh wow I'm sorry. That felt terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. I really like. cared about that. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's what it I'm feels. Not stop. I'm not gonna stop because I'm a little. I'm gonna little weasel penis. Happy birthday, weasel penis. <laughs> weasel penis. That's my I'm a weasel penis. A weasel penis. <laughs> yep. Oh shit! All right. 
Um, well, yeah. So tiniest nub. That that makes sense. Um, it's. I, I think I have a hard time in general with with some of these action movies that we watch, where I'm looking for them to be like have continuity and like kind of like the narrative to make sense. And See, I'm I don't know. I, because I feel we're watching like, 90s action movies. But I don't know, actually. I, I disagree. I feel like it, it does make sense. Like, I feel like the reason that, that that Riggs was like that, like in the in the very first scene where he's out with his new partner for the first time, and he just he's like, you know what? I'm going to chain myself to this guy who wants to jump off the building, and fuck it, we're both just going to jump off together. I mean, that's character building because he he's already yeah. there's already been the scene where he's like, threatening or where he's where he's thinking about killing himself with the gun and he's got the hollow point bullet like that's a theme throughout the whole movie and then by the end yeah, of the movie well, yeah. he does like he gives Danny Glover the the bullet with the hollow point so you kind of you do see some trajectory there because now he's like he's and he like visits his dead wife's grave you're, I mean, you're, there there's some you're not wrong you're not wrong and i maybe it's that i'm not fighting that so much as just i had trouble sitting in the movie and kind of accepting what i was seeing as like what was happening particularly like the end scene where it's the fight between mel gibson now that and part Mr. Joshua. was ridiculous and it's because like, <laughs> it's, it's like it's the amount it's like this is the apex of the movie and it also kind of personifies what the whole movie was trying to do is just like let's have something that might kind of happen in law enforcement and sent, put it at a dial it to 20 where it's him and the bad guy and the cops are there they're like we're ready to arrest him like, yeah we could be done with this and mel gibson's like no i gotta take him down myself yeah this fight that part was so ridiculous i i wondered if only when we're talking about it now i wondered if um, like I think that it was a very intentional choice that they chose Danny Glover to be the the older, more seasoned um, cop because of all of the things that was going on between the LAPD and black people around that time. I mean, it's oh, obviously I didn't even think about obviously that, but still that's going on. Interesting. Um, yeah, but I like I knew I, I had a feeling like that was a very intentional choice. Um, so sure. I almost wonder in the Rodney King riots. Yeah. Yeah. So I almost wonder if, and like there was that really interesting scene where they were questioning those kids in that neighborhood. And the one, the black kid was like, my mom tells me that cops kill black people. And Danny Glover just kind of has to like sit with that. But I almost wonder if like yeah. that last scene was them trying to show like the cops are going to do everything they can. Like they're going to overwhelm the bad guys if they target your family. Like, I, I don't know if there's anything to that, but maybe that's why Man. they were able to justify it. I don't know. You're seeing a lot more in this movie than I did. I, <laughs> well, I watched it. <laughs> I watched it, too. What the hell does that mean? You don't I watch. actually watched it. I'm not getting defensive because I sometimes don't watch the endings or... <laughs> <laughs> sometimes a whole movie we won't watch wild wild west, <laughs> wild west. um yeah i don't know i just I, I feel like there there was something to to a lot of the the choices that they made um sure was there anything uh, the, the only other thing that kind of stood out to me probably probably predictably was like sometimes i could tell when when racist s melly gibsies was improvising lines that he was being like kind of unnecessarily homophobic or unnecessarily racist. Yeah. Like there was the one time when when like they were walking towards the building to question that one prostitute and then it exploded. 
and like his jacket was on fire. So then Danny Glover was like helping him put it out. And Mel Gibson uh, uh, Riggs goes, what are you a fag? Get off of me. And I was, I was kind of like, why did you have to say that? He didn't have to call him a fag. He's trying to like t- make you not be on yeah, that, fire. <laughs> that was, that was very, and that happened a lot during the movie that it's not always verbal, but you just felt it. Yeah, I just I could feel it, and there was another guy where he called. There was another time where he called the Chinese guy that was torturing him a chin, and I was like, "Whoa, that's like old school." Yeah. But like those moments, it's, it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's like yeah, we get you're trying to build like this, you know, devil may care like renegade cop. Yeah, and like that's the persona that has to go with that, which is one of the reasons why I don't think it ages that well, hmm. because you know we it's true that we do have these two people with chemistry and the kind of seasoned veteran and the renegade cop. But if you look at the renegade cop, I didn't really see a lot of things that I like related to or wanted to kind of like I to root for. Yeah. Or like, it's kind of like, have you ever seen Rambo? No, I've never actually seen Rambo. Okay. We probably, I don't, I don't know if we'll do it for the podcast, but in Rambo, it's a story about a, um, like a guy that goes on to do like, you know, gratuitous violence to like a bunch of people mm-hmm. and like all these things, but it's because he's being chased and like kind of because like it's uh he's a, he's a veteran from uh, uh, Vietnam and everybody's kind of like, Oh, well you're just a bum. And he's like, no, I'm not. And he's kind of like messed up from the war. And oh, so, so he's he, like, like suffering PTSD. He's suffering from PTSD oh, okay. and like he just wants to be left alone and he doesn't know how to operate in civilian life. So you're kind of like, okay, I understand why this guy is treating everybody the way that he does, like killing mm-hmm. cops and like killing the people that come after him. With Mel Gibson, it's just in this movie, it's just kind of like, okay, we're seeing a guy that just kind of like takes lives just to kind of like be off the handle and. Interesting. You know, just kind of like the badass. And I didn't really, I didn't really want to root for him. I didn't care if he won the fight hmm. at the end. Like, I know that his wife died and he got like tortured. And, and, I, and he, I, was, not, he was, he was a con- Green Beret. Like he was, uh, he was in the military. Yeah, but they didn't really do anything with that where like you kind of felt for his past, you know, or yeah. like you understood the motivations behind his actions. It's like, what? I'm not convinced that the scene where he gets tortured was just an excuse to show off Mel Gibson's abs. <laughs> In running water. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what that scene was all about. <laughs> that's all like that Danny was. Glover's character. Like I could feel for him. He's got a family and like he wants to just stop, but he can't. Yeah, sure. The the only other thing that I would that I would say about this movie is and this is this is from Morgan's perspective, not as much mine, but I mean, we, we were like ten minutes in and she just was like, Oh, so this movie was not made for women. Like she no. and, and I was like, Well no, of course not. This is an action movie starring two dudes from the late eighties. And and it is true, like the, the women representation yeah. in this movie is is like god awful. Either you're Either you're a whore or you're like a wife. And that's yeah, literally it. That's <laughs> so true. It's it's just one end of the spectrum or the other. Yeah. So that that's definitely something that I would I would say does not age age particularly well. I mean, I think that both of those things that I've complained about are like more hallmarks of the time um, than specifically about this movie. But you know, just just something to be to be aware of if you've never seen it. 
Um, yeah. it's, it's not really for that, but I would, I would say, and, and this is interesting cause like something you said in there, I think, and, and we're just kind of transitioning into, into my rating for this movie is that like, mm. I, I agree that it doesn't age all that particularly well. And so I am going to, this is one of those rare occasions where I actually really enjoyed it. My nostalgia bone was triggered. I entered into Nostalgia Baby. And so I really enjoyed the movie. And I'm going to give it an eject and reject. Because I don't think that if you're a newcomer to this oh, movie, wow. it it's something that you would want to seek out. Like, I don't know that it's... I don't know that it's on par with like some of the some of the better action movies that we would that we have already watched for the podcast. Um, like it isn't sure. quite a full classic like some of the others. And I I don't know if if you haven't seen it since you were a lot younger. I don't know. I, I just maybe you'd enjoy it, but it, but it's not like a mandated be kind and rewind from from me. So sure that that's my rating. Well. Well, you know, we, we, you know, I, can you, can you come over to the side for a sec, Evan? Yeah, yeah, here. Can you come here for a sec? You know, we're under legal, you know, binding contract that we still have to go through the structure of, hey, Josh, hey, Evan, you know, uh, after watching this movie, you know, it'd be like, would you be kind of regenerative? Oh. So I'm just going to do that really quickly. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't want to get any trouble. Okay. Uh, is this coming from the top? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah it okay, is. Okay, uh, okay. These guys right, are right, hot okay. on my Yeah, heels. absolutely. Okay. No, I don't want to deal with it. Quarantines. Okay, yeah, sure. Quarantines. Yeah, quarantines. quarantines. Okay. okay. Hey, Quarantine! Evan. Hey, <laughs> Evan. You know, yes. I guess I'm doing it. Yeah, you're doing it this time. <laughs> so, would you <laughs> would you give this movie? Yes. I'm gonna do it like you. Yes. A rating of be kind and rewind or eject and reject. Oh my god! What am I barfing all the time when we're talking? <laughs> no, I'm to stage like two. I'm what's his name uh, in this movie after he gets in the accident, Gary Busey. Oh my God, you're stage two, Gary Busey. That is a horrible Let's thing cut to that. say. <laughs> yeah, stage two. Gary okay, Busey. okay, one, two, three. Gormsy, <laughs> AF. Yeah. Now that we've talked, <laughs> did you give this movie? <laughs> Critically or uncritically, we talked. Ooh. Would you give this movie yes. an eject and reject, or be kind and rewind? I would, I would give it an eject and reject. Yeah. For and I don't want to restate the reasons. <laughs> I'm going to keep all that in. <laughs> Great. We're probably going to keep all that in. Great. Uh, do me. <laughs> Whoa! I know it's your birthday, but I didn't know it was that guy over there. <laughs> Do me. Um, Josh. Do me. Yes. Do you give 1987's Lethal Weapon a be kind and rewind or an eject and reject, baby? I'm giving this movie an I'm too old for this shit. Eject and reject. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dude, how did I not how did I not think to make that joke? That's literally the best. Yeah, I'm too old for this yeah, shit. Yeah, you know, I I don't, <laughs> I, I who knows if we're actually going to stick with watching, you know, Lethal Weapon two, three, four. I've got it on this. record. We're going to do it. Oh god, 
Okay. I think they get. I think they get better. I I think they get more. I have a feeling that they figure figure it out. Yeah, they get a little bit more ham fisted because that's what this movie missed. Where it was a send up and it was kind of bizarre in you know its take on an action movie and well a buddy cop action movie. Mm -hmm. But it needed that like. I think it just needs Joe Pesci. He, you need that comedic factor to kind of balance things out and make things like, yeah, like it, it's poking fun at itself a little bit because <laughs> yeah, it's just like I couldn't, I couldn't get into Mel Gibson. I couldn't get into the plot. Uh, I just, I couldn't get into it. Well, well, next time we will, we'll try better. But do you have a recommendation for what people should watch instead of Lethal Weapon? Lethal well, Weapon I Five. I want to say one of the. I was gonna yeah, Lethal Weapon Five. Uh, that episode of Always Sunny. Honestly, it is. I think my favorite. Uh, like send up of the Lethal Weapon series. They do such a good job. <laughs> but in, in earnestness, like a movie recommendation. I don't watch a lot of buddy cops. Like maybe bad. Uh, uh, bad boys. Oh yeah, with Martin with, uh, Lawrence. Martin and, Lawrence uh, and uh, yeah, and Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, like that's you know LA cops like that whole kind of kind of same that same field and arena but it's just a lot more fun mm. you know it's not so serious and dark and gritty which i think can help sometimes but i don't know if you're going to do a send up of a buddy cop you might as well like sh- there should be more fun yeah, i don't know sure. how to say this better than no, that. <laughs> it's okay i got gotcha. you i would say um i'd say 21 jump street um, or or uh, twenty two. You've used that a couple of times. I think I've used it once before because we were talking about a movie that was like, it was a I don't remember which episode it was, but it was. You tell us, listeners. You tell listeners. us. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Justin. Um. But yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it it does a really good job of being a send up. Um. Of like of itself because it was an old TV show with Johnny Depp and somebody else. I don't remember who, but. Um, but we've got Channing Tatum's and we've got uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Yeah. Um, so that, that would be my recommend. I actually think that 22 jump street is even funnier. So if you wanted to stay in the true blue, uh, Ooh. tapes, tapes, tapes mode and go straight to the sequel, <laughs> I think you're probably okay. Um, well that's, that's, yeah, we should just stick to going to the sequels. <laughs> well, next time, get ready folks. Cause next time we God. are, and I'm. I am. I don't care. I'm making this happen. <laughs> I've literally wanted to do this like almost ever since we started the podcast. Do like a a series. So we are going to watch Lethal so, Weapon Two I, for next. Week's. I'm supposed to get it in the way of the podcast. I got to fight it. Well, too bad. Join me on my coalition. Sign the petition. End <laughs> the Lethal Weapon quadrilogy pledge. Dude, but the next one pledge is with the me, bad guys from Josh. South Africa. And he goes, I'm from South why Africa. I, okay, I, I, only want to, I only want to do this because I want to get to the bottom of why I think there's a cyborg ninja in Lethal Weapon 2. Well, tune in next week to find out if there's a cybernetic ninja in Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> Josh, sing us out. Sing us on your own birthday. Okay. Um... Someone say it's your birthday, and you're having a good time, but you're stuck inside because there's a pandemic, so you order five different shirts from Urban Outfitters and return three of them because they were kind of an awkward size, and uh, but then you can't really go outside and wear them, but it's a birthday. 
Okay. Tapes, tapes, tapes. <laughs> okay, bye, everybody. <laughs> bye.